Oh, God, it's got to be a fucking nightmare. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hey, Larry, it's episode 24 of Planet 24. Rage. The double dozen, baby. Here we are. The Valentine's Day <laughs> Rage <laughs> Edition. Yeah. <laughs> it's some people who are, are already raging, I'm sure. No doubt. No doubt. It's the they're raging over this. Uh, I didn't see the Super Bowl, but I went to I went to a Super Bowl party and it was really smartly put together because it was like this, this whole, you know, semicircular seating area around this massive fucking television, which I didn't even look at. And then off to the other side was a big table full of food for people who didn't give a shit, just want to sit there and stuff their faces and drink. You know where I went <laughs> right to the food, <laughs> and to the, hopefully good booze. And uh... yeah, it was great. Great people. A lot of fun, you know, um, but I, 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 I today this morning looking for, you know, clips and stuff. I saw this, uh, the people are pissed off about this uh, lethal. What the fuck's it called? The, the, the drink. That commercial? Did you see that one? No, I I, I paid less attention than you because oh. I wasn't even in a room where the TV was on. Oh wow, that's impressive. <laughs> I was just watching reruns of Dobie Gillis and some other shows. I mean, just ignoring football as a whole, which I do throughout the whole year anyway. So it's like, eh, yeah. I'm not going to change for the Super Bowl. I was intrigued just from the betting aspect because there was a bunch of stories about how many people were going to be betting on this year's super bowl and o'reilly's been covering it a few times and he's like this is way too close to call do not bet real money nobody knows what this is going to be so i the only thing i was really interested in afterwards was you know what was the spread and it's like it was a three-point game which means yeah this was you may as well flip a coin yeah people do crazy stuff they sure do although i guess with that kind of stuff you can bet on just about everything which is i guess fun you know well the first person to touch the ball the first person to fumble the first person to spit you know it's uh you can do just about anything now that's the i guess either the beauty of the internet or the the horrendous part of the internet is that people worry and care about so much stuff i didn't even look up the interview that was on with Biden and Lester Holt, although I heard Biden was getting a little testy again. So maybe the uh, the old man disease he's got is, is coming out oh, again. I uh, I clipped a, a, a freeze frame from the start of that and uh, I posted it. And the, the look on his face toward uh, Lester Holt was it was fucking chilling. You know, it said everything, everything you need to, to know about Joey was in that one still image. Really? It's amazing. Just malevolence, imperiousness, condescension. Uh, He was just, he was fucking, he was just, just emanating 
uh, bad will and rage. That that's one fucking <laughs> furious dude. Well, he should be so, listening to our show. <clears throat> he should fuck himself and then listen to it. <laughs> you know, it's uh, <laughs> you know, Lester is a very left wing guy. Sure he is, but he's also one of the few people that I believe in that industry that still wants to get to the heart of the matter that isn't completely bought and sold to push one side. I think he is still from that school where, yeah, maybe you're a little bit biased, but you want to get to the truth and knew that this is his moment. Interviewing a president is a big deal, no matter what, no matter who the president is. And I don't think Lester Holt wanted to come out of this with the, you know, being locked, looked at as the guy that went, Hey Joe, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? You know? No. Well, I mean, Lester's already been to the mountain though. Wasn't he host of one of the debates between Joey and Trump? I think he was. He may have been. I know he was the one that also was doing the interview pretty soon after Kamala was made head of the border Mm. that dared to ask her if she'd been there. And she got very upset with Lester Holt. So, uh, I appreciate that he's at least trying to do the job of journalist, which most of these people aren't trying to do. No. And this is the interesting thing about watching the CNN versus Rogan fight. And it's sad, but it's not a fair fight. And Rogan is, uh, is whipping their ass. And Rogan has a, well, himself and a staff of a handful of people compared to what CNN has behind them. Sure, And I think Rogan could wipe each and every person involved with CNN up. And the reality of the situation is CNN sees Rogan, sees the audience that he has, which is way bigger than CNN, which is still weird to try to wrap our heads around. Because you and I are old enough to remember a time when if you wanted the news, you had to go to one of the big networks. Mm -hmm. The fact that some guy doing this out of his own studio is getting an audience 10, 15 times the size of CNN is still hard to wrap your head around. But CNN, I think, is finally seeing this and going, huh, maybe maybe we're doing something wrong. But rather than that, no, they want to they want to tell you how bad Rogan is for all a variety of reasons. Most has been the 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 misinformation about covid, which Rogan hasn't really brought any. I mean, he's brought guests who maybe have said stuff. I mean, I don't know. Is CNN responsible for the guests that they put on their airwaves? I mean, if they put somebody on that says something crazy, is it CNN's fault? You know, or you're like, well, no, we're having a, we're having a debate. This is <laughs> what the other crazy on every night. Yeah. Stettler and. Uh, well, yes. <laughs> Lemon. <laughs> Come on. That is exactly it. And I was so happy to see the guy, the uh, UFC fighter, which I don't follow any of that either. But there was a clip that was posted that uh, the guy that runs the UFC, Dana, something other, I'm forgetting his last name. Dana White? It might be Dana White. They were doing a press conference for the big fight that was going on over the weekend. And, of course, somebody asked him, because Rogan's really involved with the UFC, they asked him about the, you know, the N-word controversy. And he just starts walking away from the podium like, this has already been said that he's not going to talk about this or whatever. Right. And the one fighter that was fighting in one, I did check on that too, was black. And he's like, Hey, let me take this. 
Oh and, yeah, I saw it. It's a funny clip. Yeah, yeah, this guy was great. He's like, this is. Uh, he's like, I, I know what this is. They 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 can't silence them, so this is what they're doing. And uh, I thought that was great. I thought that was absolutely was. great. And if more people would stand up for Rogan and people that are just trying to get to the truth, that would be good. Yeah. But it's like, I love that. The whole, I, you know, I'm black, so I think I can take this question. <laughs> then the guy was just like, well, yes, but how do you think Rogan should do that? And he's just like, well, just Joe do Joe's, you know, have some mushrooms and just chill out. <laughs> it's like, yes, there's some good advice. It's some good advice, yeah. but this is why CNN's scared because they're like, how do we fight this guy? They can't. I mean, they they're just all of them are just desperately trying to cling to the remnants of, uh, you know, <laughs> a continuously aging and dying audience. OK, you know, they it, I don't think it's it's just it's just the age of television and big networks and it's over. And I think what what happened yesterday, the Super Bowl the, is the last vestiges of powerful television, you know, getting an audience. Other than that, it's it's fucking done. They're you know all those those enterprises are archaic, and you know Rogan, you know he does good good, good show. There's plenty of other great podcasts out there. He's got this massive audience, and people are just they just don't give a fuck what's on TV anymore, pretty much. Yes, and CNN let that happen, and they're like, wait, wait, how? Do, why are people paying attention to this? And they try to pull this stuff, and it's funny because they're like, well, we have, you know, we try to get real news, and we have health experts and this and this and this and we fact check and nobody believes yeah. us it's like well because you lie because <laughs> you lie and you suck <laughs> yes. you're boring people <laughs> yes it's the lies that continue to come out of cnn everybody saw it with trump because again they showed him as somebody who never did one thing good never had one good idea never was nice to one person never helped one person it was all negative and everybody knows the world is not that one-sided yeah but joe biden is a little confused and something we talked about in the clip that we pulled for the last show was also used and i love when this happens when a clip that we used i then see on another show i watch with similar takes on it and this is a clip from the one and only bill o'reilly's program lie of the day Okay, but this really isn't a lie. This is somebody who doesn't know what he's talking about. So it's President Biden. And here's what he said on February 3rd. There's no amendment that's absolute. When the amendment was passed, it didn't say anybody can own a gun and any kind of gun and any kind of weapon. You couldn't buy a cannon. False. You (laughs) could buy a cannon up until 1898. You could buy a cannon in America. Okay, I didn't know that, but it's true. I knew that. Yes. Even after you you knew it right off the bat. It's like, (laughs) boom. No, of course you could. There was no law against that. Then they made it a little harder, as Bill says here. Under the 1934 National Firearms Act, you could buy a cannon, but you had to go through all kinds of bureaucratic. Yeah. Why do you need a cannon? Where the cannon's going to be? All that. Now, Biden didn't know any of this. He just, blah, 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 blah. but, you know, there you go. <laughs> I like the Biden. Just blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's exactly what you hear now when yes. Biden talks. Yeah, <laughs> but it's this is what CNN does, too. But when the president comes out and says you couldn't buy a cannon, it's like maybe you should get your facts straight before you go out and say something publicly. Facts aren't a part of his world. 
No, well, yeah, I never have been. It's just whatever he's whatever he can say to rile up the people he thinks are going to vote for him. It's all that drives that guy. And most I, politicians, really. I wonder if any other news organization. I mean, besides the esteemed news organization that is Planet Rage and yeah. Bill O'Reilly, I wonder if anybody else covered that with "What the hell is he talking about?" Of course, you could buy a cannon. Yeah, I bet some did. I bet you. Sure. I'd like to know. I'd like to know who covered that, if anybody. And uh, because otherwise, this is the stuff that gets said that is then treated like it's gospel. It's treated like it's the truth. And it's not. There was a video while looking for rants and I didn't pull it because I didn't want to give this guy any more popularity or any kind of uh, credit whatsoever. But it was a guy on YouTube that had a hundred and something thousand followers in this video within this week. It had already been viewed 70 something thousand times, which is like, Hey, I should be on YouTube. That's really the only thing I took from this uh-huh. because he brought a statement from Trump, which was talking about the Hillary Clinton connection to the Russian collusion scam. Right. And the line in the statement from Trump said, you know, this should be investigated. At another time in our history, this would be a crime punishable by death. That is, I believe, pretty much the exact wording. I'm probably paraphrasing a little bit. Sounds about right. Then this guy went off that Trump wants Hillary Clinton murdered. Of course. Of course. Like, (laughs) wow, this is what you got from that. It's like, this is why nobody can believe most of what they see on the Internet. It's sad. Sad, but true. Now, have you been watching the Olympics at all? I mean, are you fucking kidding me? How long do we know each other? I mean, I was guessing that was the answer. And it's like, I have paid as much attention to the Olympics as I did the Super Bowl, which is zero, except, well, I'll check the score after the game. With the Olympics, haven't followed anything. I The only thing I was seeing was on Drudge and maybe some of the other news aggregating sites where the stories were starting to pile up like, oh, day three or four, whatever it was, or like no gold medals for the USA yet. And it's oh, like, wow, that was kind of bad. Where, where even is it? This is the Winter Olympics, right? Where Where is it being? Beijing. Held? In Beijing. Yes. Okay. In China. Which, I didn't know they had winter there. I well, they do. There, uh, the snow, I guess, was all fake snow. Okay. And then I guess there was some real snow which caused problems when mixing with the fake snow which Ooh, okay i don't know exactly uh what happens with that but it was an interesting thing leading up to this of course because of covid sure. because of china of course they're the ones in the heart of the whole covid beast mm-hmm. and there were a bunch of athletes that got covid once they got there but oh, really yeah and even though they were in a bubble <laughs> She was. <laughs> it's a surprise, isn't it? You know, and what then surprise. the FBI or somebody would whatever organization here was telling the athletes, well, take burner phones. Don't take your real phones, because, of course, they're all going to be tagged and they're going to be spying on you. And sure. uh, like which, they're not already. On exactly. Get the fuck out of here. FBI, shut up. Just I, shut up. I think that's happening to everybody already. Yeah, the there was a story the other day. I didn't go too deeply into it, but it seemed like the CIA again may have been uh, mm-hmm. accumulating a little too much information on American sure. citizens. Sure. Yeah. But the one story 
that I did pay attention to, and I talked about it on the last random thoughts, was the one of the 18-year-old skier named Eileen Gu. Gu, great name. Who has a mother that was born, I think, in Beijing, at least in China, Mm -hmm. and a father that was from the United States. And this was an interesting pairing, I thought, because she is obviously very good at what she does. And very cute, very marketable. That's exactly it. I mean, she's already getting millions from the likes of Victoria's Secret and Gucci and Louis Vuitton, or maybe I'm getting some of those brands wrong, but they're all very high name brands. And it seems to be that she's getting about two and a half million U.S. dollars minimum to do an advertisement, which is like, I'd love that (laughs) if somebody would give me two and a half million bucks to to hawk a product. Yeah, I mean, hell, I might even put lingerie on for that. I don't know. That's a that's, that's a pretty big number. And she you looks way better. Free. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> she looks way better in it. And she's yeah. cute. And she is obviously very athletic. She is very smart. She had a 1580 or something. Almost a perfect SAT score mm-hmm. is heading to Stanford. So, yes, a very smart girl. But. Her mother, again, being Chinese, father from the United States, she grew up and was born in the Bay Area of California, which we know is a sewer. But there were people that were so upset that she decided to make the choice to compete for China rather than the United States. And this clip I didn't hear. Until after I did my episode, which is kind of a shame, although it was great because we could bring it here and rage on this. But this is Tucker Carlson over on Fox News with a guy named Will Kane talking about this story. And we'll just let that start and then we can comment on that. Eileen Gu is 18 years old. She's a skier. She was born in San Francisco. She's a favorite to win several gold medals in the Winter Olympics in China this year. But she's not going to be competing for the country of her birth or her citizenship. Instead, she's going to be on China's Olympic team. She has one parent who was born in China, and she switched sides despite the fact she's American. What does this tell us about the moment we're living in and about our future? This seemed like a significant story. Do you think that it is? I think it is. I think it's a significant story if we consider that it's about something much bigger than Eileen Gu. Right. First, exactly. with Eileen Gu, I mean... It is it is incredibly I think the only word we can arrive at is ungrateful for her to betray, turn her back on the country that not just raised her, but but turned her into a world class skier with the. Does a country raise somebody, Larry? Uh, I guess in his mind, uh, maybe he's part of that takes a village thing from Hillary. Maybe he thinks they did. Right. You know, and this was the interesting thing, because I did watch a couple of the press conferences that she gave. And she mentioned that growing up, she spent 25 to 30 percent of every year in China Hmm. because her mom still had family there. And cold acid in the troll room is pointing out that did she really have a choice if her mother still had family in China? This could have been a good point. You're going to and I've seen nobody else even bring that point up. Yeah, that maybe somebody went, well, we could make it really hard. On your mom's family, if Mm -hmm. you don't want to do this, or they could have even just said you can no longer visit China, because obviously she's been doing that her whole life and spending time there. But I don't like this, especially because I believe she had to make this 
decision for this Olympic Games a few years ago, like when she was 15 years old. Right. And putting this kind of pressure, putting this kind of responsibility on a kid who just wants to go out and compete in the Olympics, putting this on a 15 year old like, well, you're just going out and you're pissing on your country. How horrible. I think that's kind of a douchey thing to do. I think the whole, you know, the Olympics, I never gave a shit. But as far as I was concerned, once they were allowing pros to compete with amateurs, it was over. It's just a bullshit money-making thing. That's all it is. And, you know, I couldn't give a rat's ass what you, I mean, I'm surprised that somehow, you know, the State Department or the politicos didn't get involved with this. I mean, because does she have dual citizenship? I mean, is, do they, can they lay any claim to her? I mean, if, if I was, uh, you know, 19 and some kind of a kick-ass athlete, could I just say, hey, I'm going to go compete? I'd have a fucking auction, really. Who wants me to compete on their team? (laughs) Right. Right. Wouldn't you do that? Can you do that? Why not? I mean, it's just, it's just such a bullshit event at this point and has been for a long time. I think and I believe you're right. Now, this is the interesting thing, because this happens a lot. And there were some comments made for people that are obviously maybe a little jealous of Eileen's uh, looks and ability mm-hmm. that, well, you know, it's usually if you're from the United States and you're not good enough to make it on the American team, well, then you could go to the Russian or Chinese or whatever team, because, you know, you're not good enough for here. But it's a rarity for anybody to dare want to go and compete for a different country. I mean, if they could make the United States team and you know, this hit me in a bunch of different ways. One growing up in the Bay area, I'm betting she grew up in a school that told her that America sucked. Probably America's horrible. So, I mean, why would China be any different? I mean, America's so bad. It's a racist country. It's a horrible country. We have so many problems here. You know, that is the liberal indoctr- indoctrination. So huh. I would believe that's what she got. And the fact that her mother is from China, this wasn't a full on like, well, I'm just going to decide to go compete for a country that I don't have any foot in. Mm-hmm. Obviously spends a lot of time there. The interesting thing, though, you said is the dual citizenship. And this is the story that nobody seems to have an answer for because the United States, yes, will allow you to have dual citizenship as many countries will. China, however, will not. Mm. And she's been asked multiple times if she had to give up her United States passport, United States, whatever citizen, whatever uh, status that's been phrased a bunch of different ways. And she refuses to answer this question. So my guess would be China made the exception for her and went, just, you can't talk about it. Right. And Have you seen clips of the Olympics? Have you watched any of it? The only thing I saw was her gold medal run, yeah. which is just, it's crazy. The stuff they're doing. I again, go back to watching ski jumping to where it was very simple. They went up and it was how far they could go. Yeah. Now it's like doing 14 flips and landing sure. backwards. And it's like, that's, it's an interesting well, sport. What's going on with the audiences? I'm curious. Is are people masked or what, you know, what's the, what's the deal that I haven't oh, yeah. seen. I don't know if I don't even know who's allowed near because this again yeah. is China. So it might be a fairly crowdless. I guess the interesting thing would be that it's the winter Olympics that so they have to be playing hockey would be interesting mm. to me to know what kind of audience is 
available for that in the arena. Yeah. I just find it so boring. They, the, I, there should be a new Olympics that I would watch. I would pay to watch if it would be called something like the crazy shit Olympics, you know, <laughs> because like, like I said, whenever I'm you know, kind of, uh, you know, foraging for clips for this fine show, I always wind up in these rabbit holes. And <laughs> I saw one from China. Right. And it was this massive, uh, uh, I don't know. It looked probably some kind of a government building, but it, it when I'm telling you, it had it made you know the, the congressional steps look like a kitchen step stool. There must have been you know seven thousand steps leading up to, to this fucking building, right? And so one Chinese dude who's you know really buffed and ripped, he uh, he he stands at the bottom step, and then some other dude comes running up to him and jumps up. And I thought he's going to like jump, you know, stand on his shoulders or something. No, right. He does a fucking headstand on the first guy. Right. And then the, the one guy completely walks up the flight of stairs with this other guy standing on his head. And he's not even so they're they're with their skull to skull. If I'm painting this picture correctly. And they're not holding hands. OK, this is a this is a balancing act for from God. <laughs> it sounds like it. That does not sound yeah. easy. Yeah. And I thought, now that's shit I would watch. You know, I find that interesting. That kind of sort of the ones where they, there's another one of like some, this one is an older clip, but it's, it's, it's also a couple of Asian dudes. I don't know if they were Chinese, but um, what, a couple like, like, uh, you know, martial artists. And one guy's just kicking the other guy in the balls and he takes a fucking crowbar. <laughs> then he throws or stuffs a grenade down his pants. I mean, it was like Mr. Titanium balls could not possibly be hurt. It just went on and on. Like, what else can I throw at this guy's crotch to disable him? And nothing seemed to work. That's the Olympics I want to see. The Planet Rage Olympiad coming to your yeah. television sets yeah. soon. Yeah, It would be more interesting. Ski jumps and curling and fucking speed skating. I'm, I'm so over that have been for years yes it's too boring my dad and my sister went to the winter olympics back in 1980 and were there for the miracle on ice which is about the only Mm. thing that's ever mattered in the olympics yeah and beyond that it's like i just can't get into i mean it's interesting Mm -hmm. like bobsledding and losing and the kind of because those are getting into kind of crazy sports because you see them only once every four years it's not yeah. Something, you know, that people are normally doing that you see around the house, but it's it's just a very weird thing to uh to compete over that you're just getting in a sled and who can go down the fastest. Yeah. You know, I guess, I but it's just NASCAR on ice, right? That's about what it I guess, right? What it turns out to be. <laughs> you know, but so yeah. for all that this is, which I don't think there's a whole lot of people, I know there are some diehards that love mm-hmm. the Olympics, but I think the average person doesn't care, which again, I think that's one of the reasons why it seemed like Tucker Carlson, who can normally be the voice of reason was a little too insane over this too jingoistic. Yes. <laughs> we'll let this finish a little more training and facilities that only the United States of America can provide for her to then turn her back on that in exchange for money is shameful. It's and nobody. This is not necessarily for money. I don't know where this comes from, that she did it for money, because I think she's making a lot of money from Victoria's Secret and companies here in the United States. I'm sure she's also making a bunch of money from companies in China. But again, this is the difference between are you going to make 10 million this year or 20. I don't know if that's enough to be at that age. Like, Oh, I'm making the choice because of money. Mm. 
According to her, it's because her mom was Chinese. She understands that the young girls, especially growing up in China, have less to inspire them. And that's what she wanted to do. And that seems like it could be a accurate portrayal of what she's doing. Yeah. But I mean, I know Chinese girls are bad. That's what Tucker Carlson thinks, I guess. Is that Ungrateful like a child that says, I'm out of here. I'm moving somewhere else after being raised in a warm home. That's what she is. And she will soon, I suspect, Tucker come to regret it. I mean, take a look at the Chinese tennis player who dared to speak out about sexual harassment and then mysteriously disappeared. Eileen Gu, I think, has had to sacrifice her American passport. So welcome to China. I hope stardom and the riches that you have earned through betraying America are all worth it because you have definitely sold out. Betrayed America and sold out. <laughs> They're talking about a 15 to 18 year old girl here. Come on. If this is if this is who you can find to be the enemy of what's going on in the world. Uh, it must have been a slow news day that day when they did that. I think so. Right? Nothing else big was happening. Nothing blew up or no train wrecks or plane crashes. So. Yeah. It's like this is what you're worried about. Yeah. And for me, this was the perfect time, which is the, the case that I made on my show, which is I think what you're seeing here is the detrimental effects of teaching the children growing up in the United States how bad the country is. I mean, if you expect somebody to have pride in their country and want to put their flag on their uniform and go out and compete for them, then you have to play that game where you say this country's good. Nationalism is not a bad thing. This That's the funny thing about a lot of people on the left who would be like, oh, no, nationalism's bad. They're the ones watching the Olympics. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> what are the ratings of the I mean, they used to be a powerhouse. Does, I mean, I assume they're in the toilet. I would. Yeah, I have not looked. I would guess that they are. I mean, one, because everything when it's in a country like China, that is just time zone wise. Everything is on delay and it's all kind of screwed up that way, which even the most exciting Olympics, it's like it's not the same when you're not seeing anything live. That's when the events on TV happen, like you just said, with the Super Bowl. I don't think anybody's really tuning in for the Super Bowl today. I mean, I'm sure maybe one or two, but, uh, you know, not many people are watching it on tape delay. It's an event. And there is something about knowing a sporting event is on delay it you do not get the same excitement and i know that's stupid if you don't know what the end result is but isn't that the truth sure it totally undercuts the uh the suspense yeah absolutely because it already happened even though you don't know what happened it already happened i mean the only the only sport i will pay to watch and you and i'll get really you know vocal about is is uh, is uh, prize fighting i do love watching a good slugfest you know but even if you know if there's like some some you know, championship. If I'm not seeing it live, I rarely will go to look at it on, you know, recorded because it just, it's no longer fun to me. It's got to be happening now when I see it. So I get that. So that's how the Olympics need to be exciting. It needs to be live, which is why when it was in the United States, I can see why the ratings go up a little bit. Sure. But uh, let me see this clip had a little more. I don't remember what's on here, but let's see here. I think they they oversaturated it too, and they split it up. It used to be every four years for both of them. Now they stagger it. So it's like it's it's an it's a who gives a fuck? Oh, there's another Olympics, you know. So there's no pent up demand anymore, right? And then the sports that they're involved in, as much fun as it is to watch curling, 
Again, cold acid, like what? Darren doesn't have a bobsled run outside his house? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't have a curling either. I but that uh, was your driveway. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, with it might actually be that way again uh, Wednesday night. Looks like we might I could probably get the curling mm. out and uh, get the brooms and slide some stuff around. Mm. But it's things that hockey I would watch and be interested in. Most other winter sports. I don't care about my sister. My mom used to love watching the skating and all of that. And while that's fine and it's, it's kind of interesting, it's not really a sport. And I know people will give me a bunch of crap for that. I'm not saying it's not hard and I'm not saying it doesn't take a lot of practice to be perfect at that kind of stuff, Right. but it's not exciting for me to watch. Mm-hmm. And there's really nothing in the Summer Olympics that I would be gung-ho on watching either, except baseball or basketball. Then they got rid of baseball for a while. It oh, may be they? back. Really? That's, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why they started up. The baseball started up their own tournament like every four years because it was uh, oh. no longer in the Olympics. So, I mean, it really, there's a lot of reasons not to care about the Olympics. And I think a big part of that is. Again, if you think your country sucks and a bunch, it's just a bunch of racists and it's, it's horrible, then, then why would you go root for your country? Yeah. You know, I think there is something to be said for just the best people going out and competing. It's like, well, then maybe you don't need to have it based around what country you're from. And in the interview that I saw with Eileen, I thought she handled it really well, which is I'm just a girl living the best life that I can. That's everybody else can say whatever they want. She's like, I'm here. I'm having the time of my life. I'm competing. And again, she's 18 years old. I mean, I can't even remember back hardly to being 18 years old. You know, your life's a little bit of a different place. And I just, it would be a very weird thing. I mean, it would also be very weird for me at 18 to be getting $2 million from Victoria's secret, but (laughs) the, you know, being at that point in your life and turning on, Tucker Carlson on Fox News yeah. and hearing him talk about you in such a negative manner that you're a traitor to your country. It's like, um, just just going out and skiing. Yeah. Well, people, well, you know, I think so. So much of the of the world is just people's lives are fucking dull, and uh, uh, you know, think things like this give give them something to fucking gnash their teeth over. <laughs> that could be it. That could be it. We need to we need to get fresh meat to the people to continue getting the anger up. That may be it. Yeah. Or we need a constant threat of uh, nuclear annihilation and that'll distract people from shit like uh, some chick skiing in China. Right. That would be more fun. Nuclear annihilation. Come on. Yeah. Let's get some of that again. I missed that. Sold out. Well, that's exactly it. And look, you know, this, this girl's 18, you know, you make dumb decisions, you get stupid tattoos, you renounce your citizenship to go to China, whatever, you know, young people do dumb things. (laughs) But there should be collective revulsion as we watch this. Like, we shouldn't make it easy for people to betray their own country, should we? Collective we revulsion. Collective revulsion. Oh. Come on. I mean, we need hmm. some, like, really? I don't, think, uh, I don't think that's rising to the level. I've seen a lot of stuff that should have caused collective revulsion over the last few years that is heralded as a great step forward. When it comes to all the rioting and looting and stuff that's going on. So I think people are just, uh, you know, confused about what should be important and what shouldn't be important. Yeah. You know, I, I realized I did an episode about a year ago 
of that 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 same theme of there's a there should be a big threat at all times to readjust everybody's perspective and the um the episode was called um, meet the fisters right and the the thumbnail was the blue planet earth right and then on either side of it as big as other planets were two you know huge sweaty hairy fists about to crush <laughs> The fucking planet between. I said, you know, if if you if that happened, if there was something moved in that could block out the sun, that people could look up in the sky and see these things, you know, vibrating about <laughs> about to pulverize, they wouldn't be thinking about any of this shit, you know, skiers or riots or nothing like that. That would really adjust the uh, the thought processes of uh, of most human beings, probably for the better. I think. I think the internet has made people. Now, I don't know if you can even say care about, but more entwined with things that they should never be entwined with, you know, and it is a yeah. it's a strange thing because growing up, you know, you paid attention to what was going on in your neighborhood, what was going on with your friends. Sure. Maybe you could watch the evening news, which was maybe a half hour of your day. If that if you were doing it, maybe you picked up a newspaper again. Maybe that was 10, 15 minutes of your day. Now we have this stuff going on 24 seven. News is so ingrained with social media. There's nothing, you know, when you say, oh, the kids are on social media, they're just talking to their friends. It's like, there's, that's a cesspool on social media. It is not good. And that was one of the other things with the skier was that she was posting on Instagram and people are like, well, why are you allowed to post on Instagram? Because regular Chinese students, I mean, they're, they're blocked from using Instagram and, She's like, well, you know, you could just get a VPN and they're like, well, that's illegal. It's like, yeah, but you, you can do it. And everybody knows that you can do it. And this again is one of these, yeah, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge things. It's like, you know, the people know how to do it. They know how to get around it. It's, this is kind of a case of the government knows it's happening, but they've got their control. It's, it's no different than the average parent who thinks their kid's not sneaking out at night or doing things they don't want them to do. Sure. You know, but that's the, you know, that is the state of the world. And normally if you didn't have social media, you weren't paying attention to any of this stuff. You know, when there was a school shooting in a city that was 2000 miles away from you, it was a blip that affected your life for a couple of minutes. Now it's nonstop. If you're, plugged in at all to social media because this is what goes on and i think elon musk had it right when he said where did we get to the point to where all of the news was very negative based and i think he's absolutely right the guy from the office what's his name uh the guy that played jim he, he came out with his own show when covid started which was like some good news and then cbs or nbc bought it up but, yeah. the, but the whole concept was, let's do a news program and focus on all the good stuff. Nobody's really doing that. And there is a lot of good but, stuff that happens in the world. So why when it's the how did that guy's how did that guy show fair, Darren? He did really, really well and ended up making millions of dollars, which I'm sure some people hated because he then sold the concept. John Krasinski. Yes. Thank you. Clip okay. custodian. And you know, I think we could do with a little more of that, with a little more positivity. And covering the things that happened that are positive, because the whole world's not negative all the time. 
Yeah, but social media world is right, and all those algos are 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 configured to piss you off. They're going to serve up stories to enrage you because they know that's what keeps their site sticky. That's what keeps people engaged is rage, and uh, that's why it is. And I would say that you know uh, the guy that said that uh, Musk saying that when did it, when when did it become that way? I, my answer would be it's always been that way. Um, you know, People Magazine which is kind of in its death rows now. I guess it's still being published, but it was once, you know, a massive fucking success. I mean, it was an incredibly uh, lucrative franchise and, and skyrocketing circulation. Um, you know, their thing used to be, <laughs> they used to pray for people to die because the issues that sold best. They said we should rename this dead people because that's what sold. People like that kind of shit. They do. It's an interesting thing about the the species. Yeah. You know, whether it's you think your life is better because sure. you're, you're seeing all the negativity or your or your life sucks and you're like, you're happy to see it happen to other people, which is great. Schadenfreude, baby. Yes. yes. And I know we all fall into that. You know, when you see somebody like Alec Baldwin getting his comeuppance, you go, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's fun. It is. Yeah. So I get it. And, you know, we again, why why do we put the spotlight on the rage? Well, because we figured out that's what people like. So that's what we that's right. That's right. Started a show (laughs) all about it to try uh, our buddy Jay Finley. Jay, baby. He was on No Agenda Social. He's like, I haven't been listening to Planet Rage, but, you know, my blood pressure has been up. Will this will this help or hurt? And I'm like, no, I think this is therapeutic. Oh, it is. Yes. We're not actually trying to get people more angry. Are we? Maybe. I don't know. What leads to the highest retention rate for your listening audience? Well, it's a matter of timing. It's Monday. People, most people don't like Mondays. Mondays are a drag. And, uh, you know, you have to get back to reality. And this is, as you said in your answer to Jay, I think you said it's cathartic. Yes. We hope that it is. It's like we rage so you don't have to. Exactly. We raise our blood pressure so yours can stay low. It is the go. it is the planet rage way. Now you have a rant from a Canadian cop, and for anybody yes. that's listening to us, I, I would guess a lot of people listen to No Agenda, so you're really aware of what's been going on with the convoy, the truckers up in Canada. This has been a very interesting story on a couple different levels. One, Canada for a long time has been seen as the ah. Uh, you know, it's kind of like they were the French, like, ah, they'll never stand up for a fight. They're just they'll just sit there and take it. And that's not the case. They they came to this party. They came ready to have some fun. Yes. Which is a good thing. And they're actually making a difference. There have been a couple of the stories that, you know, Trudeau is he's going to come down and bring down the hammer. And then they didn't move. And it's like the hammer never came, you know, which is this is also like dealing with children. A lot of the stuff we talk about comes down to like having children where you're like if you don't get in your room i'm gonna spank you if you don't get in your room in 13 seconds and then you count to 13 and they don't move and you're like shit now what do i do (laughs) you know it's uh and this is what's happened on a national level and uh is there any other setup this needs 
Um, it's just, you know, the shocking thing, it's a cop. Obviously, I don't think he's of that in that, you know, it's certainly not in the city or the province because he refers to it as if he's an outsider. I couldn't see what his, what his, you know, badging said on his uniform or whatever, but he's a very outspoken guy and uh, he kind of lays it out there. And it's pretty, pretty interesting to listen to his, uh, I think it's, he's kind of in your camp, Darren. He's, it's kind of the controlled uh, rage thing, the controlled meltdown as opposed to mine when people, you know, burst their own larynxes screaming. <laughs> um, so, you know, we can jump in as needed. What? For a peaceful protest? This is bullshit. Oh, hang on. I know why. Because of Ford and GM's breathing down his fucking neck because of freaking can't get their goddamn car parts from the Windsor border. That's what it's all coming down to. And now the state of emergency... You want to know what a state of emergency was when Black Lives Matter in fucking Minneapolis fucking burned half the fucking city down? That would have been a state of emergency. Looting, murder, friggin' blowing up buildings, tearing up cars, flipping them all over, riots. And they never called it a state of emergency. And you're calling this a state of emergency? Oh, I know why. Because you're not making any goddamn money. That's He's not wrong there. I mean, let's remember Kamala Harris raised money. To get the rioters and looters oh, yes. out of jail. And she encouraged them. She said they should not stop. She said that. That is uh, that is worse than anything Donald Trump ever said to a group that was committing yes, violent acts. Yes, it is. That's what it comes down to. You're not making any money. You still got your little business on the side and making your little sticky notes, put on the friggin' uh, floors and a little plexiglass going around. And you got Mr. Trudeau there. Friggin' what? Uh, sorry, Mr. <laughs> Trudick. Stop. Friggin', uh, what are you doing? stop stop see that's what you like see that's what I, that's kind of the, one of the money quotes that i like true dick <laughs> yes yeah he's yep. such a puke he, i mean i he, i gotta say man that guy what the fuck who the fuck could ever go to a voting booth and flip a le- lever for that douche i mean before he even opens his mouth just look at him just look at him really really it's amazing yeah it doesn't seem like he is a uh strong leader to put it nicely it appears he's not much of any leader at all no but i know we have a lot of canadians listening so if i'm wrong feel free to let me know sure out there friggin uh what's he doing oh uh, he, he's out there making what 30 40 percent on on uh per shot that's what they said i don't know don't mark my words for that um i'm just tired of it you know i got i know four people that had the uh, that had the shots, and and uh, I think three of them were boosted too. So, and they got COVID. They got COVID. All right, uh, just like Trudeau got COVID. Me, I have not had a shot. I have. I am not vaccinated. But stop. We don't know that Trudeau got COVID. That's what he. That was his bullshit. First, remember when the trucks came in? They said he, the first announcement said he's being moved to a place of safety for himself and his family. So he was shitting his pants. Yeah, that okay. sounded a lot like oh, Trump went to the basement. Remember that? Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. And then several hours after that, it was oh, he was either he got COVID or he was exposed. But suddenly there was a, it was a health issue. Sure. <laughs> So I don't know if that guy's accurate there or not, because I think Trudeau, if he's giving you like the old saying goes, if Trudeau's lips are moving, he's lying. Well, it's good cover and nobody really knows. The tests are a mess. The it Mm -hmm. is flu season. So it's really hard to know what the reality of any of this stuff is. And it's whether we ever know whether it will ever be able to be sorted out. 
I don't know. It's interesting. Our buddy Adam Curry has COVID. It seems to be a mild Mm -hmm. sort. So it's good to hear he's back on the mend. Yep. But his wife also unvaccinated living in the same house with him has not caught it, which I thought this was like the super duper contagious, you know, and I'm hoping we don't hear like in the next few days, like now she's got it. But well, you know, if you think about it, probably one of the most, uh, the, the greatest incubators of, uh, of any, anything like this, any type of an illness would be on board a ship and where, you, you know, <laughs> unless you're up on deck, you're going to be breathing the same air as other people. You know, and if you recall at the very start of this, there was a, a you know fairly sizable cruise ship that held I don't know huge, really four or five thousand passengers, something right. like that. And there was an outbreak, and they pulled in and they tested everybody, and something like I don't know under five or six percent tested positive. And this had been a you know a two week cruise or whatever. Like I'm thinking, what the fuck? How how contagious is this really? You know, right. So this this kind of r- runs true to form um, with uh, with Adam and um, and the keeper. Yes. And I remember covering that. And it's like, this doesn't make sense. I know that was early on and maybe it wasn't as contagious, but there was still a pretty high percentage that you're like, because yes, being on a ship is a big Petri dish. Why do the people who didn't get it not get it? Right. And that is still the important thing to find out. It seems the news that keeps coming out and seems to show again, we're not doctors, but that vitamin I d i am a doctor i'm sorry just <laughs> you are you're a doctor yes i'm a doctor of many things so. like let's see the doctor of love <laughs> on valentine's day it's like z3 and zinc and that is the big part of and fish oil or something was now the latest yeah to where it's interesting to see that there are obviously differences which cause some people to one never get sick or be totally asymptomatic or two people to hardly have much of an illness. And for some people it's really severe. And once we know all of that, then everybody can make much better decisions, but it does seem that this whole thing is at least for the upcoming summer. It seems like this is all fading back, which it did last year as well. That we'll probably have a few months of relative normalcy and then the question is what will roll back around yeah in the fall if anything well i mean adam and john covered this uh, yesterday and um i mean people people you know seem to forget that it the you know the dna of this virus is the common cold it is a coronavirus is what that is and people get colds and they'll get them, you know, get a cold, cold in every year, every two years, maybe every six months, depending. And they're saying that people are going to be reinfected with this shit, with this uh, Omicron, because it's the same, you know, it's fruit of the same uh, tree, isn't it? Right. And so it's just the way it is. But, but there's been this perception, I think, uh, promulgated by the asshole media, big farm and so forth, that somehow everybody should be absolutely free of any illness that are for their whole fucking lives, which is moronic. Well, that's never been the way it is. No, but they think it should be moving forward. We must all hide in our basements so we never get sick ever again. Not the sniffles, not a headache, nothing. No hangnails, just, you know, and then live forever. Immortality. Hmm. Well, and understanding how these kind of bugs work, the big flu back in what, 19, 19, whatever 19. it was, 
that is still around, but it's not the deadly flu that it was then. And that's what I would expect with this. I don't know if it'll be with the next round next fall or the year after that. It will get to the point and probably relatively quickly, especially now that people know what it is. They have therapeutics for it. So even those horrible people that don't want the vaccinations, if they get sick, they won't get deathly ill. Right. And we start treating it. And as we treat a cold or flu now, and the interesting thing was that remember George Bush, the younger, who was always treated as a moron. He was the one that is responsible for building up a lot of these things because he read a book which talked about the cyclical nature of these kind of bugs, which happen about once every hundred years. Mm-hmm. And he was smart enough to go, huh? You know, that was 1919. We're right in the wheelhouse. We're about, we're about due for one. Yeah. And we got hit with one, whether it was lab made or not, we got hit with one. And there were a lot of countries that were very unprepared for this and probably still are. Yeah. But there is ways to treat any sort of illness. And it's, uh, you know, medical technology. A lot of people want to hate on big pharma. And yeah, does big pharma make a lot of money? Yeah. But without big pharma, a lot of people die. There has to be a balance of companies that can do research, can come out with new medications, can come out with new ways to treat people. And I understand while they're looking for this, some people might get sick from the treatments. They might have side effects. but. The alternative is let's let all of the systems fail and let's just stop letting people have any kind of medication and we'll all be healthier. I don't believe that would be the case unless there's a big caveat here. Unless people actually change to a healthy lifestyle where they ate correctly and exercised regularly. What are the odds of that happening in the United States, Larry? nil and zero i mean it's it's a it's a fact i mean we have whatever it is a a percentage of the uh, the global population i don't know what the hell is 10 15 i think it's under 20 percent we we consume like 90 percent of the pharmaceuticals okay and the american the american way has always been uh, take a pill something wrong with you take a pill don't change your diet don't exercise don't just take a fucking pill take the now take a shot that's what it is and it's been that way for a long time and i i lay that uh that mental outlook on fucking big pharma. Okay. They should never, ever. We're the only nation in the world where they allow them to fucking advertise on television. And that that didn't happen here until sometime in the mid to late eighties. You could not advertise anything other than over the counter shit, aspirin and, you know, no nasal sprays and so forth. All this fucking crap from these bastards. Now, you know, they come up with a syndrome and then say, have you got this? See your doctor. Buy our shit. Fuck them. Ask your doctor about. Are they corrupt? Yes, they are. <laughs> like, okay. no, you shouldn't have to ask your doctor. Exactly. About any medication. You should go to the doctor. If you have an illness, they should know how to treat you. Not like, wow. Hey, right. doc, I saw this medication on TV and I'm really interested. Yeah. Let me get some of that shit. Give me some Zoloft. I want to fucking float on clouds like the chicken <laughs> in the TV commercial. Yes. Really? We that's, all do. That's that's what they're doing. It's it's insane. It's fucking insane. It's corrupt. It's wrong. But, you know, that, the, the medical lobby I mean, or the the pharma lobby. Holy shit. I mean, it's just it's bottomless pit of money. Yes. So which is why it's very important that you find doctors that actually give a crap about your health and not just want to medicate you. There are some out there. 
They're very hard to find. They're very hard to find. Absolutely. I have a cardiologist that I really like, and I, I got him just because he was the guy in the hospital when I wound up in there for uh, having AFib after the gallbladder was taken out. Mm. So that's how I started seeing him. But he's one of these guys that's very much like, um, you know, what do I need to do? It's like lose weight, exercise more. A lot of doctors won't tell you that now. No, no, they won't. It's sad. They won't. They won't. And it's sad because a lot of those, and you, you, if you read the accounts of these guys, um, so many of them say they've just become basically uh, hamstrung, handcuffed um, by, uh, it's, it's all been corporatized. You know, when I was a kid, my family doctor operated out of his home. He lived three blocks away. He had a separate entrance to his house. He'd go up there, he'd sit down and he'd go, he'd, first he'd stub out his cigarette and he'd go, what, what's your problem? Okay. Why do you, <laughs> you got know. a cough? Come on. You know, yeah, the guy was, he, he fought in Iwo Jima or some shit. There's a picture of him in, you know, in uniform uh, with his rifle. I mean, he was, a, he was a rough, rough dude and he was a no bullshit guy. And that's what most doctors used to be. But now they're all slaves to corporate uh, interests. You know, all the hospitals have been corporatized. They're fucking chains. This is, you know, the country is so fucked up. I mean, you you think of what happened, um, I don't know how long ago it was, but they broke up all the phone companies. And somehow they've managed to congeal again, haven't they? Fucking T-Mobile is now Sprint. You know, the same shit, the same assholes doing the same fucking crap. And the consumer... And we lose, you know, it's always how it works with a patient. So, um, eh, don't get me started. You got me raging now, Darren. <laughs> That's what the show is about. It's your fault. We get you raging. Personally responsible. Always ask for the best deal you can get. I just did that with Comcast and brought my bill down 40 bucks a month. We only have internet and cell phones with them, Yeah, but their Twitter Comcast cares. It is the best service from any company I have ever gotten at least on Twitter, I mean, maybe anywhere mm. because all you have to do is ask for a better price. I talked to one guy like two weeks ago. He's like, well, that's not in our system. He's like, try back in a week or two. So I waited like 10, 15 days, well, probably 12 days mm. and send another message. And within like 30 minutes, got a response from a different person there. That's like, yes, we can do that. Mm. And it was done. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, nice. holy crap. That's uh the easiest way to go, but you have to ask, which is something a lot of people don't like to do. You don't even have to play the game anymore. Back when all of this started, you used to have to call up, ask for retentions, pretend you're going to quit your service. Mm-hmm. And that's how they would give you the better rates. You no longer have to go through that charade, which is good because for me here in the area that we're in, AT&T could give me like one meg down. That's it. There's no service here except for xfinity they know that there's no competition so the fact that you just have to ask and they'll go oh, okay we'll give you the promo rate it's uh nice. It's, it's nice but there's a lot of people that will never call that will never contact them and just keep paying more which mm-hmm. you have to be aware of what things cost that would be uh sure that's our message sure. of the day so do we need to let this guy finish here the canadian uh, cop sure you can let him ramble on a bit more why not just like the Ottawa police, they do not need to be vaccinated. That's up to them, their choice. Meanwhile, other companies are firing people. Nurses are getting kicked out. Doctors are leaving. And you're fucking crying good. It's a short staff, short staff. Like, Ford, what the fuck are you thinking, man? 
You got all this shit going down, and you're you're causing your own roadblocks. True. Forcing people for something that they don't want to do. It's their choice. That's what freaking freedom is about. Not what it's about now. This is this is you guys telling us what to do. And the auto police, that's another thing. Like, oh, whatever. They're a bunch of freaking government goons. The ones are acting on the politicians and reactions. They're not for the people. Yeah. And being for the people, yeah. that's that's vital. And yeah. we're having the same problems here. And by the way, again, this guy speaking is a cop. He's in uniform as he's delivering this uh, this rant. So he knows what's going on. Yeah. And I know for the hospitals around here, because my mom sees a lot of doctors because she's still, you know, checked all the time now from having the cancer and the bypass. Mm, so right. she sees a lot of doctors and the hospital that's right over by their house was staffed by National Guard not too long ago because they didn't have doctors and nurses. Holy shit. Which, you know, when you start thinking about that kind of stuff, it's a little bit crazy. Yeah. And then she talked to our GP, who I'll be seeing in uh, next week. And he said, I could write my own ticket. He's like, I can make way more money if I wanted to go. You know, he's like Alaska. There's a lot of states mm. right now really need doctors. Sure. And he's like, I don't want to do that. I like the you know, the practice that I have built up here. He's like, but. And this goes back to Obamacare and just how bad the government is screwing everything. Mm hmm how bad it is with the insurance costs that they have to pay, how easy it is for people to sue for malpractice over not, you know, good cause. I mean, I get we should have the right. If there's a doctor that's out there that is totally incompetent, that's misprescribing and all of this, but you can't treat it. You know, the doctor has to be able to do their job. And we all know that medicine does not work the same for everybody. You know, that's right. why the vaccine for some people, hey, it makes them healthy like the guy you had in India that had like 14 shots <laughs> and felt like he Superman. He was. And then there's some people that get one shot like your buddy's kid and goes into seizures. Yep. So you can't go, well, you have to know what it's going to do to everybody because that's not the way the system works. They have to have some leeway to be able to do their job. And the thing you don't want are the government regulations to take the good doctors and drive them out of the business. That's not what you want. Yeah, but they have, yeah. you know, they've just, they've driven into its indent. Well, I don't want to say indentured servitude, but you know, those guys are no longer the masters of their own. I mean, look at this bullshit with, it used to be the phrase was doctor's orders. And basically if your doctor said, Hey, you know, you, you go down to the pharmacy and tell them to mix up, uh, you know, a, a fucking nuclear isotope <laughs> with some, some Kool-Aid and a, and a, you know, a burger, they'd have to fucking do that. Just, you just shut up the, the doctor. You're a, you're a chemist, a, a mixologist. You don't fucking question the doctor. This is what he says you should do. That's over. Look at all these doctors that get shit canned or they, they assign uh, or prescribe ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, right. whatever. No, right. we're not going to do that. And not only are we going to do that, we're going to dime you out and fuck you up. What? What? Yeah. This is where we are now. That is the system falling apart because the doctors it's, can't do their job. That's right. And they're being vilified if they don't go along with right. what another group says, even though we've found out that a lot of what that other group said has been completely wrong, completely wrong. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It is. It is absolutely amazing. And You know, I don't think we mentioned at the top of the show, it was a very quiet weekend in Chicago. 
Was oh yeah, you didn't mention that. What you lay the numbers on me? Three killed, six wounded. Man, that's almost like Mayberry. Oh, it's like what was everybody watching the football game? Were they too Must busy be. to shoot each other? Were they were they getting their bets placed with their bookies? I don't know. Must have been Super Bowl Sunday. It's got to be it. This is about the uh, lowest. Maybe maybe it's Valentine's Day, Larry. Maybe it's love is in the air. Yeah, and nobody's getting shot because this I think is the lowest number throughout. I've, I can guarantee it's the lowest number through Planet Rage. I think it's also the lowest number since I start doing this. And grumpy old Ben's when we did the Monday shows, I don't remember ever having under 10 people shot in the city of Chicago, which, yeah, that's impressive. It's good, which, or it just means that next weekend, man, it's going to be high. Maybe we just need a Super Bowl every weekend to let peace reign or some semblance of it in Chicago. Maybe yeah. that's the answer. Keep people busy. <laughs> Got to keep just doing something else besides shooting each other. God, really? But uh, we do work on the value for value model here, and we do have some people that want it to be our Valentine. So I greatly appreciate that. Oh, boy. That, uh, you know, we put these shows out there. There's no paywall. We do them live, and we pretty much settled on noon on Mondays for now. So if you want to hang out with us live, you can go to trollroom.io or noagendastream.com. And hang out with us while we're doing the shows live. We appreciate that. It's like it's great to get instantaneous fact checking. It is the best thing yes. you could ever have. It is you know unless it's me that's wrong, and then I'm like, oh no, I'm just going to ignore whatever. You're never wrong. <laughs> whatever they put up on the screen. <laughs> uh, but coming in today with 25 bucks, Lydia Terry. We appreciate Lydia, that. Thank you, Sir Net Ned, who came in during the last show, like after you know, late in the show, and we didn't get it on. That was 20 bucks from Net Ned, who is just outside of Detroit. So he knows. Whoa, okay. He knows how it goes. He's well armed. He and a few of the guys in that area keep inviting me out, and they're like, don't worry. We're we're very well armed. We can go shoot and have some fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if they meant to arrange or just out on the streets (laughs) of Detroit. See some shooting. You never know. Uh, coming in at fifteen fifty-five, Captain Oblivious. That's a cool name. Hello, Captain Oblivious. I like that. You know, he's probably saying it ironically, but there's a lot of Captain Obliviouses in the world right now. Yeah, but as long as you know that you're doing it ironically, you're you're in good shape. Yes, and of course, coming in with ten thousand and thirty-three satoshis, which is four dollars and twenty-eight cents today. So it's been very stable. Mm-hmm. over the last week is our buddy comic strip blogger csp who always includes a note on his boostergrams and it's the same note pretty much that he sends to other shows because i heard adam curry reading one on uh, curry and the keeper that was mm-hmm. just recorded a couple of days ago mm-hmm. so csp you gotta you gotta change these notes up a little bit get a little snazzy <laughs> you know give give the people a little something different in each note he says, greetings to Planet Rage team, Larry and Darren. Yay, go team. You're welcome to listen to our podcast about AI, AI.cooking, read by Gregory William Forsyth Foreman. Just enter AI.cooking in your web browser or podcast app. My cartoons with baboons can be found at comicstripblog.com. Okay, that's a little different. That is different. And he says, stay healthy with Jesus. Yo. Um, okay. I'm good with that. Yeah. yeah. JC is on uh, on both of our uh, teams here, comic strip bloggers. So uh, mm-hmm. we do not believe in. Well, you can't say you don't believe in the other guy, 
but you think your guy's going to win. I mean, if this was UFC, Jesus would be the guy you'd bet on. Sure. Although I don't know, would it be proper to bet on Jesus or that's a whole different matter? (laughs) (laughs) But we appreciate it. Comic strip blogger. Yes. Adam wanted a comic strip blogger boostagram jingle and CSB won't do it because he doesn't record his voice. And he he said, I should do it because I do a good enough impersonation of him, which Adam does a great impersonation of comic strip blogger as well. I've never heard his voice. He is. He's uh, well, English is not his first language. He is. I think Polish is the first language, but I think he speaks Russian. He speaks a lot. Oh, wow. He's always like, Dallin, you, you dump that Pembrose guy. He's no good. You know, that's kind of the way he would do it. And uh, I mean, I, I guess if I practiced a little. So he's kind of like partial uh, Rasputin and Cookie Monster. Is that the, uh... <laughs> kind of, for some reason, I go into Cookie Monster a little too much. Okay. When, when trying to do CSB, there is a little bit of that cadence, though. So I just need to I need to work on that a little bit. But if you want to take part in the value for value model, the best way to do that is to go to Planet Rage dot show slash donate. All of the information is there, and we appreciate everybody for supporting the show and tuning in and just letting us do all the crazy stuff that we do. It's a lot of fun. No, you do the crazy stuff. I'm 100% sane. <laughs> Are you? Are you sure? Oh, yeah. Now, claiming oh, oh, you're 100% sane might just show how <laughs> that's, insane. That's a, of course, that's a red flag. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? That's the little people like, no, uh, no, of course, it's all. No, I'm perfectly fine. The rest of the like, world. When Joey tells us he's a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> Does, well, yeah, you know, he, you know, he, look, not a joke, not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and then he looks at you like he wants to just just slam you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, since it is Valentine's Day and I know we're probably going to end up using this guy a lot because I think he is the greatest at the comic rants. I pulled a uh, Valentine's Day clip from the great Lewis Black, and I think this. I think this rings true. Okay. There's no reason to have a holiday. Well, you know what it's based on. It's based on the chocolate. They couldn't sell their chocolate at this time of year. They fucking couldn't sell their fucking flowers. They couldn't get this shit off the shelves. They're fucking these idiots. They they, they bought too many fucking uh, jewelry shit for Christmas. They fucking were stuck with this shit. Now let's get rid of it. Oh, we'll have another day. We'll have Valentine's Day. Um, It's bullshit. It's fucking. Think about it. December 25th. Then it's like January 1st. Then it's like fucking. You got four weeks, five weeks. Then it's two weeks. So it's seven weeks. It's seven weeks ago. We did Christmas. That's fucking enough. It's enough. That's the winter fuck time. That's when you get your shit. Shut the fuck up. All the gifts are out. Move it. Move the holiday. That's all I'm asking. Move it out of flu season. (laughs) There's no reason. I don't care where you are in the country. People are like, are we going to go out and have a nice dinner? Yeah, when I can get the, you know, the hawk out of my throat. You come on. Move it to like April or May or June. That's where it belongs. Fucking that's exactly where it belongs. And until that happens, fuck, fuck it. I'm not involved. I don't care. I'm not going to give you a happy Valentine's Day. When I was a child, it's nothing but traumatizing. Will you be my Valentine? No. How many fucking no's can you take? (laughs) Oh, 
don't go. I don't need that fucking false shit in the back. Oh, yeah. It's traumatizing. <laughs> it is traumatizing. Uh, he's not wrong. <laughs> no, no. And that took me back to a flashback to I think it was second grade. I bought a little box of candy for a girl in class and uh, it got thrown across the room. <laughs> Who threw it across the room? She did. Was not happy to get the candy really? from me, I guess. Holy it shit. Started early. You know, I don't know. Wow. It's a, the ladies <laughs> love me or hate me. And I think way more hate me. So, yeah. Jeez. And then uh, with my wife, I did this in the proper manner. We started dating at 17. And wow. Yeah. Going back into a senior high school in January. So, I mean, missed the whole Christmas thing, which was great because, I mean, you don't want to yeah, buy the extra yeah. gift. Sure. But uh, for Valentine's Day, I took her to the restaurant in the John Hancock Center downtown, the swanky place on the 95th floor. And I still think that's the best Valentine's dinner we ever had. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, you start at the top. It's shock yeah. and awe. You wow them going in and then you coast. There you go. It's It's obviously a strategy that worked. Yes, it's a a very viable strategy. It it worked at least once. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it'll work for you, but just once it'll work. Mm -hmm. Love is in the air. I don't know how I would handle trying to start dating in today's world. It was so much different. Oh, God, it's got to be a fucking nightmare. Just a nightmare. It's all apps because nobody goes yeah. out to events anymore. I mean, you could say, well, yeah, go to a church event or go to whatever, but it's everybody goes to the apps, it seems, which at least if you believe everything you see on television, maybe that's wrong. Maybe that's a misrepresentation. I don't know literally how people are finding yeah. people to date now. I mean, do people even go to bars to meet people? Like, can you imagine? I mean, people are people are glued to their fucking phones, you know, crossing in heavy traffic. Yes. So, you know, if you want to, you want to talk to some chick at a bar, you gotta you gotta pry her phone out of her hands first. I mean, it's got to be a fucking nightmare. It really does. Yeah. Or you're just basically going on the look of the other person with the swipe left, swipe right. So, you know, and it's like that's. Oh. It's like there is no human connection in no. those apps. No. And people, love, love is a five cents uh, operation. And uh, I, I can't imagine how this shit swipe left, swipe, whatever the fuck is ever successful. It's really weird. I don't know. I'm just glad I'm not a part of it. Me too. Really? But we will be back next week. I'm sure love Ooh. will certainly still be in the air. Oh, yeah. And rage. <laughs> well, there's always you- rage. That goes without <laughs> saying. You know, what do you if, got coming up for Wednesday? Do you know yet? I never know. I you really, know. it's, uh, it's one of those. It's always a surprise to me too. That's why it's random thoughts. <laughs> you know, I could probably do the show on a daily basis. It just depends on, uh, what's going through my head on that particular day. I guess sometimes I get lucky that there's something interesting that happens between Tuesday night and Wednesday morning. Yeah. You know, I should maybe try keeping more notes throughout the week, but then the show seemingly would get to be hours long. Mm. Maybe we just break it up a little more. It's hard to say. It's a it's yeah. a just more of a cathartic thing as well. Just going out and uh, and putting things out into the universe. I can't believe that show is getting to be what, four years old now or so. It's uh, 
impressive. It's up there. What's well, all your fault? It's all it's your all fault. It's all my fault. It's all my fault. Everything's my fault. You're like, do a solo show. And I'm like, oh, I could I could try that. And then I basically stole your kind of a concept and ran with it. <laughs> now, on that Larry show, do you know what's coming up on that Larry show this week? I, I do. This I've I've been I'm it's funny you mentioned um Comcast and so forth. And I am I am embroiled in a war right now with T Mobile. Ooh. Yeah, so it's some, it's kind of I'm going to give you the you know the the highlights of that and some strategies so you can win, and then look at the bigger picture. It's it's it, the title is going to be something like Larry's War with T-Mobile and the rest of the world, because <laughs> because if you really think about it th- at this point, the thanks again to um, to the digital technology, uh, we've all been so dehumanized and removed from our tormentors. We don't even know their fucking names. They're all just behind a firewall somewhere on a server. And we're the loser because of that. And it's not just telecoms and cell phone companies. It's everything. So no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's really terrifying. I just went to, to set up a online pharmacy well, Amazon's here, so I thought that was interesting, and I saw the prices that Amazon had, and then I went to my insurance carrier, and the one that they recommend has even lower drug prices, so I'm like, that's great, yeah. and I tried to set up an account, and they're like, error code, error code. A lot of times, it's because there's an apostrophe in my name. Oh, that yeah, that must be a fuck. How do you deal with the apostrophe? Sometimes you have to use it. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Sometimes you can't use it or it oh, won't work. Sometimes shit. they see O as a middle initial. And uh, oh God, it's it's always different. Yeah. But I had to call and I'm like, I hate calling. I'm to that point, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Where calling is like the least thing you want to do because you. Yes. Are so used to the horrible service that you get when somebody mm-hmm. answers the phone. Mm-hmm. But I did and was very pleasantly surprised to find somebody. That within like two minutes had generated an email to me that I clicked on the link and then I was able to set up the account. So that all worked great. Mm-hmm. And then I got in, put the prescription in and it's like, OK, they do 90 days. That's even better. You don't have to go every 30 days to a local pharmacy, except I take two pills a day, not one. And it just showed 90 and the quantity of 90. And I'm like, well, maybe this will get fixed when the doctor's office gets it but i'm not sure so i just sent a little note that's like hey i take this twice a day can you just make sure that would be 180 pills not 90 right and the response i got back was i see you talk to our customer representation about this and blah 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 if you need anything else i'm like i didn't talk to them about that i talked to them about setting up the account right why why did you not check for the thing that i just asked you about in this message why would you go back to why so you talk to somebody <laughs> uh, i didn't talk to them about that yeah i hate customer service i do oh it's it's beyond belief which is why i'm always surprised that the comcast xfinity on twitter are easy to deal with and actually do what you want most of the time yeah it's the rarity but i bet you I bet you Larry wins in the war. <laughs> I bet you, but you'll have to tune in Wednesday or we'll thereabouts. Wednesday or thereabouts. Yes. And we will see you again here next Monday for more ranting and rage. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world doing shit.